Welcome to Girlish Gurus. I'm Joy. And I'm Susan. And we're here to have discussions about topics on many subjects that we hope are informative, uplifting, and fun. So let's get started. Let's. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Girlish Gurus. Hello, hello. Susan, what are we talking about today? Well, today, since we have recently worked on decluttering and organizing my kitchen pantry, we thought it would be a good topic as well for a podcast. So we're talking about organizing and decluttering today and how it can actually help not just your physical space, but your mental space as well. And I would be one to attest to that. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I know... Once I clear out stuff or clean things out, I always feel so much better. And then I actually get in this mode of, okay, let's do every closet in the house. Right. Let's, you know, let's tidy and clean everything. It gets you in that mindset. So it's surprising how much it can really affect your emotions and your brain and your ability to think clearly. It's it's really surprising. It is. And they've done studies about it. And it's proven to be the case that it... By clearing and decluttering spaces, whether it's your office or your closets or your cupboards, whatever it might be, it can help with your mental state as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I found a few interesting articles. One is that I especially liked was from one of my favorite places, the Sunday paper. Early this year, Peggy Fitzsimmons wrote an article and she says, we're all hoarders and it's holding us back. And she gives some advice on how to declutter your life once and for all. She suggests you have a release party, which I thought was an interesting way to look at it. I'm going to read this just because I thought it was interesting. And then we can kind of discuss some of the things she talks about. But she says, we accumulate inner and outer things that we think serve us and we hold on for dear life. Physical clutter is the most obvious, but we also hang on to mental, emotional, energetic, and relationship clutter. I hate to break the news to you, but we're all hoarders. Mm -hmm. And I think even more so sometimes from the non-physical. Oh, for sure. Than, Without question. Than the physical, and we don't even realize how it's impacting us, right? right? So she states that everything we hold on to carries a weight for us. And I absolutely believe that. Yes. Oh, for sure. In many cases, it's a mental weight. Obviously, it can be a physical weight if you've got a lot of stuff sitting around, emotional weight. And because of that, it all can have a cost Mm -hmm. to us on our well-being. Oh, yeah. And she truly believes that. So I thought that was an interesting perspective that I really hadn't read before, but it's definitely true. And then she asserts that everything we hold on to requires energy from us. It takes mental energy to deal with too much stuff around or if you've if you're hanging on to emotional things, that affects your mental right. energy, right? Plus emotional energy when you're hanging on to things that are bothering you instead of expressing them and sharing them with people that right. you care about. It, you really need to just talk through it because otherwise it's going to sap you emotionally and mentally. When Here's a statement that she said that I really hit home for me. She says, everything we hold on to that doesn't serve us ultimately leaves us drained, 
overwhelmed, and disconnected from our spiritual nature. Mm-hmm. And that goes for physical, emotion, all of it. Right. Again, it's this applies to everything because keeping physical things around that you don't really need and that don't serve you, it, it saps energy from you. It really does. She did say in here somewhere about if there are some things you're not quite ready to let go of, like maybe it was a special dress that you had from a special occasion right. that made you feel really good and happy, then hang on to it. Don't get rid of it before you're ready. Just don't pressure yourself to think. Right. Yes, I agree with that. There are some things that you're just keeping because yes. they have sentimental or emotional value and they're... And- and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that, right? Important to keep for that reason. Yeah, yes. That's exactly right. So no judgment here. No, no, judgment. no, no, not at all. We all have certain things for certain reasons for exactly. whatever they might be, right? Now, she obviously is a very spiritual person, Peggy Fitzsimmons, and her writing indicates that. So some of this may sound a little woo-woo to some of you, which we... But we're okay with woo, a little woo-woo here. We right. are a little okay with a little woo-woo here. So there was another portion she said that I thought was interesting, and it is, our soul is inherently free and our true nature is love. Our soul knows the truth that I am enough, you are enough, and there is enough. But we also have an ego. Mm -hmm. And that aspect of ourselves hypnotizes us with the fear-based lie, I am not enough, you are not enough, and there is not enough. And clutter is the ego made visible, which I thought that gives me goosebumps thinking about that because it's so true. Wow. Because I think that really goes to the root of there isn't enough for all of us. Well, and there is. We talk a lot about social conditioning on this podcast and Mm -hmm. we are taught from a very young age and I don't think it's done out of any kind of malicious intent, but we're taught at a young age to collect. Yes. We're taught to achieve. We're taught to, yeah, to really amass. amass. Yeah. Right. And that that is the American dream, and that is what we're striving for, is the next better and better. Keeping up with right. the Joneses. And, and that's, that's a manifestation of that. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And if you have parents like I did and like Joy da- did when, and does, and does <laughs> That grew up at some point during the Depression. Or just after. Mm -hmm. You've seen it in action. Oh. What's the phrase? It is eat it up, wear it out, make it last, do without. I can't remember exactly. But that's it. And it comes out of that mentality. Of of course. You never know when you're going to need it. Right. Right. Or you might not be able to get more. So you hang on to everything and you don't realize it, how it impacts you as a kid when you're watching that behavior and that mindset. You not only don't realize what you're watching, but you think it's a good thing. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. It really is. All right. So then she gets into how do we start? How do we get started with you know, trying to <laughs> no longer be hoarders. <laughs> Which, uh, th- that term is pejorative. It carries some negative connotation. And that's just the label she's putting on it. But Well, and I think that's why she tried to say up front, we are all hoarders. So don't, you know, don't look feel at, bad. Don't, don't feel bad. It's 
it's part Don't of feel something, judged. something we all do. Right. Um, and we all come by it honestly. But she does say the first thing you have to do is be honest with yourself. And that means taking a look around as if you're seeing your house for the first time and your stuff for the first time. And maybe that even means emotional stuff, but that, that can actually take a lot mm-hmm. longer. Oh, yeah. But let's just say it's the physical stuff. Like I know for me, I walk around my house and some stuff becomes invisible because you're so used to seeing it there, right? right? You get nose blind, you, right? N- nose blind, but you also get sight blind right. to just walking by things and because they've it's been It's been there. here for forever and it's just part of the scenery. Right. So she says you have to kind of walk in a room with a completely fresh look like you've never been in there before and really look around and say, do I really need all this stuff? Right. Is is it serving me? What's the purpose of it at this point? And look at each individual thing and make those decisions about, do I really need it? Is it serving a purpose? If it's sentimental and you want to keep it, certainly do that. But just look at things freshly as you walk into a closet, a room, whatever it might be. And this is kind of what Marie Kondo does too, is she says, pick up everything and ask, does this bring me joy, right? Right. And it's kind of the same concept, I think. I think so, right. Right? So that's the first step she talks about. And then she says, rely on the magic of 10%. Hmm. And from that, she says, like, if you get into your closet and say you have 10 shirts, get rid of one. And then she's... You're you're, you're killing me, Susan. You're striking right into the heart of, (laughs) of, of me here. That's a hard one. I know. I know it is for everyone. But she says, for every 10% you take away, you can also bring 10%. So in other words, she says, so release 10% of what isn't serving your soul, but add 10% of what does. So where I said, take it one shirt away, well, then add 10% more beauty by folding all your sweaters nicely and stacking them or lining your shoes up in a nice organized way. So while you're taking one thing away, add something that that's a plus. That is going to be hard for a lot of people to swallow because you are taking away a material thing and you're adding something that is not tangible. Emotional, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, but I know. But still, I find a lot of value in that concept because ultimately feeling better is... is a goal. And it's priceless. Right. It right. is. That piece... Mm-hmm. You can't. And satisfaction and you happiness. Can't, yes. you, you can't pay for that. Nope. So, and she says this 10% works on inner and outer environment. So, for example, she says, I'm just going to read hers specifically. Release 10% of your self-loathing and add 10% more self-loving. Ooh, easier said than done. Again, If right? we really could do that as a society. Right. Reduce complaints by 10% and up compliments by 10%. Again, if we could do that as a society, imagine where we'd be. Right. I know. But these are great tips, yes. Tips and great things to think about. Mm -hmm. Really great things. I loved this article. I just did. So then she says, okay, so now we got to start somewhere. Where do we start? So she said, there's not a right way or a wrong way to get started, but start somewhere and have fun with it if you can. And then she gave uh, five strategies. She said, make a daily practice. And she says, like a meditation, sort of, to release five things a day. Okay. Now, I think for some people, that's going to be a lot. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. 
<laughs> but she says it can be little things. It can be, you know, a tiny slip of paper that, you know, is just sitting on your counter. She doesn't say these all have to be big things, but just try and get rid of five things a day. And then she says, set aside an hour, and I don't think this means every day, an hour to to clear a clutter zone. Mm-hmm. But give yourself that time, almost like put it on your calendar, whether it's a bathroom cabinet, your refrigerator. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. And she says it'll be soul affirming. And I think that that's probably true. Oh, for sure. Without so. question. Now, I will tell you, while I joke about my closet, I'm actually pretty tidy, generally speaking. I'm not about clutter. And I've had people ask me in the past, how is it that you who are busy keep on top of the clutter? Yeah. Dirt's one thing, clutter's something else. <laughs> Okay. And the way I do it is every day I take five minutes and I look around. And if something has a spot that it's not in, I put it in its spot or I figure out where that item should go. Should it go in the trash? Should it go in the donate pile? Should every every day I do I, I like five minutes. That's and that's a great habit, a great habit to get into. And I think for me, that's such a great in the kitchen. Oh, because if you can wake up in the morning with a clean kitchen and no clutter, it's going to make your day go so better. I don't like coming downstairs to a dirty or cluttered kitchen. I know a lot of people like that. My sister's very much like that. Yeah. So those those habits are great ones to start forming. So, well, number three, she said, empty your clothes closet and put back only what loves you back and is worthy of coming with you. Love it. Mm-hmm. And I do love that. Yes. And I have done that quite a few times, especially in the last few years. I'm pretty good, I would say, about keeping yeah, your my, closet is not my clothes closet and my dressers called. I, I kind of go through them a couple times mm-hmm. a year and try and, and I try to I don't I can't say I always do it. Each season, if I get uh, some new sweaters or tops or whatever, I if I'm adding three, I try and get rid of three. God bless you. That I'm not wearing. That's or a hard at least one. Two. <laughs> That's a hard one for it me. Is, it is a hard one, but it does keep it from getting. Well, for me, clothes hold a particular. I get that emotional attachment and so well i just love them so that's oh yeah well that too <laughs> that's yeah, part of that my too. and shoes oh yes oh my yes God. part of my problem so anyway but i think that's great advice and if we can do that that's that's mm-hmm. gonna help keep things under control for under sure. control for sure she then says cherry pick things that no longer speak to you and from this she's like worn out pillows third glass of wine right Ah, so this gets back to we're not just talking about physical things here. We're talking right. about emotional things, things. So be Touché. thinking, don't be thinking just physical things. Think about emotional things that you can let go of that no longer serve you. Mm-hmm. So this can be a powerful, a powerful exercise. Yeah. And by the way, we will have this article in the notes for you to refer to and read on your own because it really is a great article. And then the last thing she says is release 25 things each day for seven straight days. That's That's a big one. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yes. And she says anything counts, whether it's one of the many pieces of paper littering your desk, an old soccer ball, the candy you secretly consume at night, (laughs) or saying I'm sorry too much. 
or saying yes when you don't want to. So like decluttering your habits or decluttering your... Any of it. Yeah. Wow. I know. So that's an interesting. Release 25 things a day for seven days straight. Yeah, that's an interesting strategy. And mm-hmm. I think that's probably to try and get you in the habit yeah. of keeping it in the forefront of your brain, right? Wow. So, and then she says, letting go can set you free. So that's the gist of that article. And those five steps are really part of having the release party. I think those were her steps to getting started towards this ability to let go of the clutter, not continue to be hoarders in our physical, emotional, mental capacities in life. So a release party is like a virtual type thing. Yes. It's something that you could turn it into a party. I guess it could be. It could be whatever you want right. it to be, right? But she's just given you some of those things that to start thinking about ways you could do it. And I will say that it was a lot of fun cleaning up, up the pantry and organizing it, it. And if you've got friends where you can help each other out in that way, if you have a project that you're working on, I found that to be a lot of fun. It, it was fun for me. And oh my gosh, I can't tell you the, how much lighter I felt after we finished. So yes. it does allow you to let go of some stress and anxiety about things. And it did make me want to keep going. Like I was ready to start on the hall closet, right. on the you know guest bedroom closet. And I already have my office underway, but it needs a lot of help. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's... <laughs> Part of it, though, it is momentum, part of it. And you start to realize that I think for me, I'm one of these people that I get overwhelmed by the thought of starting sometimes because it just seems like such a huge project. And one of the other articles, I believe it was in Shape Magazine, and they actually talked to the folks from the Home Edit. Who have made a living out of helping organize people and declutter their lives, right? Those two cute little girls. Yes, Clea Shearer and Joanna Teplin. But they talk about, you know, you don't have to take it all on at once. Start small and create zones, either in a room or in a closet or in a cupboard. Just start somewhere. And I will say they are a little intimidating. They are. Because... Their finished product is always magazine-worthy, and I I can't quite get there. No, and I don't think we have to. Do you (laughs) know what I mean? And I don't think they would judge or shame anyone who's not able to achieve such a high level of beautiful organization. Right. And, you know, not everyone can afford to go out and buy all the products and the bins and all of that stuff you need to make the places that they do look like they do. And that's okay. So use what you have. Or maybe you can go to, like, I got a lot of my stuff at TJ Maxx or even on Amazon, then the prices weren't bad for those things. And you don't need a whole closet of them. I, I didn't feel the need to make my whole pantry this pristine show place. I just wanted it organized enough to help make life easier for me, which it has. Mm -hmm. Right. And the same can go for your office, uh, your clothes closet, whatever it might be, just do what you can with it. But some of the things that this article talked about, which kind of goes along with the article from the Sunday paper is that some of the mental and physical benefits of cleaning and organizing, it gives you more of a sense of control, which you know, we all like to have that. And if there's so many places where we don't, 
have control of things, that if that gives you that sense to be able to have some control over your closet or your pantry or drawers or whatever it might be, heck, we'll take it. Oh, for sure. Right? Absolutely. It can elevate your mood. It gets your endorphins going, I think. And it's a, usually it's a physical activity, which generates. Exercise is always good. Right. So that's a stimulant for you. They do say that it all also increases focus. Because if you've gotten rid of, if you have a lot of clutter around, I know for me, it is harder for me to focus because I'm sitting there looking at all the clutter thinking, oh my God, I got to get to that. I got to get that straightened around. So if you don't have that around, I think it allows you to focus more on what it is you're doing. And think about how many more people are working from home nowadays. Oh, yeah, that could be really vital to you in allowing you to focus on your work every day. Right. And if it is a physical type of especially with cleaning, I think this is true, it can amp up your heart rate. They say a good thorough cleaning of your house, it's it's as good as exercise. So if you look on the My Fitness Pal app, mm-hmm. you'll see under add exercise cardio, there's two different levels of cleaning. Okay. So that you can use that for calorie adjustment. There you go. My Fitness Pal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that I know anything about that at all. <laughs> but yeah, so cleaning is definitely a type of exercise, and it's good for you, just like gardening. Yeah. Yes, and you know me and my research, so here we go again. There, you are the queen. I know, and the research backs up all of this. So there was a 2010 study, and I realize that's a while ago, but I don't think this changes the information. Women who described their living spaces as disorganized tended to have generally higher levels of the stress hormone cortisol. Meanwhile, those who characterized their homes as being restful and restorative were not only less stressed than their cluttered counterparts, but also reported less sad feelings as the day went on. And this was a Mayo Mm. Clinic study. And there has been all kinds of research done that shows how all of this can elevate your mood. Keeping a more organized space, a cleaner space can elevate your mood. And for menopausal women who are routinely diagnosed with depression, Mm -hmm. rightly or wrongly, that can help elevate your mood. I'm not saying you can clean your way out of depression, but it can help elevate your mood and help you manage that a little bit better. Well, one of these articles, and I can't remember which one, but there was a study done too on how just having an organized and clutter-free and clean space, especially for people with true disorders of OCD, I mean, that does ease their stress and anxiety Mm -hmm. to have things orderly and just where they need it to be. Yeah. So there's evidence Mm -hmm. for sure. So I'm not surprised by any of this information, but some of it was kind of like, oh, especially when it came to the emotional and mental stuff. I can see how doing all these things are going to help in those capacities as well. Mm -hmm. So one other article that I'll cite, but again, it's basically supporting the information we've talked about is Mayo Clinic. And I love to read what they provide because they always do such good research. But It's how decluttering your space could make you healthier and happier. And again, we're going back to it's not just your head. Extra stuff is stressful. Mm -hmm. So they say set aside 10 to 15 minutes at the end of each day 
to put stray items away, which is basically what you were saying and what we were talking Mm -hmm. about with the whole kitchen thing. They also say that clutter makes it hard to focus. Same thing. And they say to clear your computer desktop and your physical one at the end of each day so you can start the next day with a nice clean space. And I used to be really great about that at work because by the end of the day, some days, if I was running from meeting to meeting, by the end of the day, my desk looked like a tornado came in and went across it. So I made sure at the end of the day before I left, everything was at least in piles that were organized from my perspective so that I knew where everything was and could come in in the morning and feel much better about it. Hey, let me tell you, as a busy attorney, there would be days when it wouldn't really look like a bomb went off in my office. Uh Uh-huh, I get it. And you can't, you, you have to leave it. You can't sit and and manage things. And I know attorneys who, I knew one attorney who would routinely keep files opened on the back of his chair. Oh. <laughs> so I used to get teased because I would have stacks on my desk of things that were in the middle of being done, right? Projects that we were in the middle of. And I didn't want to have to get them in and out of the drawers every day. But I knew exactly what was in every single stack. And I knew where it was. And I used to get teased about that, but I did. Mm -hmm. Like if someone came in and said, what do you have on this? And I would go, oh, it's here. And I would know exactly where Mm -hmm. to go for it. So it did help me, even though it may have looked like I had crazy stacks of files on my desk. There's a difference between being busy and having organized stacks and just clutter because for the sake of clutter. Yeah, And I know that for a lot of people that again, becomes just part of their landscape. That's right. And so it's just, that's how it's going to be. Everybody has to do it their way. Of course. Yeah. Of course. One of the interesting pieces in this article to me was they said more stuff doesn't equal more fun. And one of the things they looked at was in an experiment, they had toddlers and they were given four toys to play with and they played twice as long with them as they did when they had 16 toys to choose from. So just because you have more doesn't mean it's better. Oh, now that is a powerful concept. That's right? something to think about. Because, you know, I am in the now point of my life where I'm looking for more fun. I'm not looking for more angst. Mm-hmm. So that really strikes a chord. For me, I thought that was really interesting. And so they recommend that, you know, if your kids do have a lot of toys or whatever, maybe box some up and put them away, give them a handful to play with. And then when they seem to be getting maybe tired of those, you can put those away and pull some of those other ones out Mm -hmm. and give them those to play with. And that way, there's always new ones circulating. And then they, when you bring out some of the ones they haven't seen in a while, they get excited to play with them again. Sure, because it's like something new. And... That points out something that I actually read in one of your articles. Yeah. <laughs> Think about shopping your closet and finding lost treasures. Yes. Or decluttering and finding lost treasures. That's right. Yeah. That's a big one. It is. I mean, one of these women talked about uh, like finding a cooler in the back of her closet that she forgot they had given her when she came home from the hospital after having her baby. And now they use it for a cooler bag for the grocery store or to go when they go to a game, a soccer game or something for one of their kids. So you never know what you might mm-hmm. find once you start cleaning things out. Yep, for sure. So, yeah, You'll lost find treasures. something that's lost that you forgot you had. Right. I know. I know. 
Well, I think I did that with the pantry, but with food, that may not always be good <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you had a lot more in there. For example, your box of glassware from your mother. Yes. Yeah. That's truly a treasure. It is a treasure. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited about getting that cleaned up and put away. So, and the other thing they did talk about in this Mayo Clinic one is that it can affect your sleep. Clutter can do that as well. And I, that might be a little bit of a stretch, but I can see how things, and maybe that's more the emotional clutter, right? Right. Mental clutter. I know that can have an effect on me and my sleep if my head is spinning. Mm -hmm. So they talk about making sure you have a healthy bedtime routine. And gosh, that is in the news so much anymore in how to do self-care is to make sure you have a good sleep routine before you go to bed, to make sure you're getting a restful night's sleep, because all the studies now are showing the importance of us getting good, solid seven, eight hours of sleep. So it can have an impact for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So those were the items that they mentioned from the Mayo Clinic study. So I thought those, while they match what we've already talked about, it's again supporting, but there were some other interesting little tidbits in there too. Mm -hmm. Another thing that was mentioned in one of these articles is that decluttering can help relieve stress and tension with family. Think about how many moms have to tell their kids to clean up their rooms, or maybe it's the wife, maybe it's the husband who is not the best at putting things away, right? Right. And it can help just with spouses, kids mm -hmm. in your own home, right? So uh, definitely I can see how that could be a help there as well. Mm -hmm. So, well, lots of things to consider here and all good ideas. Some may be a little harder to implement than others. And depending on your nature, It may take some real effort to do this, and it's never easy for any of us. I mean, I don't know. Some people enjoy it, I know, and I kind of wish I was more that way. But I do know once I start on a project where I'm decluttering, cleaning out, organizing, I really get excited about it, and I always feel better when I'm done. Oh, absolutely. You just have to remember that, how great it's going to feel when you finish. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, we did mention self-care. Because this this is part of that, for sure. Absolutely. And I want to take a moment to talk about another self-care opportunity coming up. Our dear friend, Lorraine Miano, Mm -hmm. who her website is Magic of Menopause, and she is a certified health coach focusing on menopausal women. She and another lovely lady, Leslie Ender, have put together a retreat Coming up this October from the 15th to the 21st, where they are taking a group of women to Tuscany Mm -hmm. to engage in some self-care in Italy. I mean, come on. (laughs) How bad could that be? I think that's pretty fantastic. Yeah, they've got so many wonderful things planned, Mm -hmm. too. Wine tastings, cooking classes, excursions, all kinds of fun things. Mm -hmm. And that's coming up on October 15th through the 21st this year, 2023. And I encourage you to go to her website and check out that retreat and sign up for it. Spots are limited and they're going fast. So we're going to put a link to the website in the description and the specific website for the retreat. And go check it out. And if you have a girlfriend that you would like to take, and or even if you just want to go 
on your own to practice some well-deserved, I'm sure, self-care, mm-hmm. then you can sign up for that retreat and enjoy some Tuscan Yeah, and if you do want to go to Italy and you don't want to go by yourself, here's a great opportunity to go with a wonderful group of other women who you can make new friends and enjoy the beautiful countryside. If you've never been to Tuscany, you need to go. Yes, it's (laughs) magnificent. It It really is. And this retreat, Tuscan food, Tuscan wine, Tuscan travel. Beauty. Right. Just just beauty. Mm -hmm. Just beauty. And the camaraderie and friendship and learning. That you'll have with the other women in the group. So lots of fun. Certainly is lots of fun. Sounds great. Well, thank you for joining us again on this episode. It's kind of in conjunction with the two videos we've got out there on our YouTube channel, which are organizing my lovely kitchen pantry. So please check those out as well. Comical as always. So take a look at some of the notes we've posted, the articles. I think you will find them interesting, but always makes you feel better to declutter, organize both emotionally and physically and mentally. So I hope you can take some tips from what we've talked about today and that they'll help you out. Absolutely. So thanks for watching and listening, and we'll see you in the next one. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Girlish Gurus. We hope you'll join us next time for another fun and interesting topic. And please be sure to check the notes for information and links that were included in this discussion today. Also, don't forget you can find us on our social media platforms, starting with Instagram, Facebook, and now including YouTube. You can find us by searching Girlish Gurus. And please remember to give this episode a good review and share it with your girlfriends because the more interaction we get with our podcast episodes, the more episodes we can post. Finally, you can find us on our website, girlishgurus.com. Thanks again. See you next time. Bye.